Rusty Quill presents. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com/slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey guys, quick plugs. It's October, so prepare for a lot of spooky bonus content. In addition to the horror anthology 9 to Midnight, which comes out on the 30th, you can expect Halloween bonus episodes of The Diary of Eliza Schultz, Woebegone, and Movies with Michael. You heard that right, Movies with Michael. Movies with Michael is a Patreon-exclusive podcast for $10 and up patrons, where Michael and a guest review movies. The first episode, where Michael and Mike talk about the film Paul Blart Mall Cop, is available now, and a Halloween special is in the works. Speaking of things that you can only get on the Patreon, you can support the show at patreon.com slash woe underscore begone. 
where you can get early access to ad-free episodes, instrumental soundtrack albums, Q&As, director's commentaries, postcards, movies with Michael, and more. The October postcards just went out, and when put together, they tell a story about some Halloween antics. I can't wait for people to start piecing together that story in the Discord. Special thanks to my 10 newest patrons. Jeff Fearnow, Laura Simph, Zoe Williams, Kritsune, Mycicle Walters, Momo Marcy, Led MFing Lawless, Eli, Glintropy, and Video Game Busker for supporting the show. Enjoy. You know what? It's been a long time since I've been able to clear my head. I have had a serious case of brain frog for as long as I can remember, which isn't very long. Life after Woebegone has always been turbulent, but I think that it first kicked into the highest gear when I was kidnapped by the Flinchites, after which a myriad of situations began to intensify and I found myself in the middle of various slow burns. Not all of these situations had negative outcomes, but they all were very energy-intensive, and they mostly did have negative outcomes. But it wasn't all bad, like when Marissa saved the day inside of Tier 2 and we sped off to form our own base, or those halcyon days when the base was first getting started and we were only doing experiments on hamsters. Rest in peace, Chubbums. But soon after field missions started, striking out on our own turned into a long gray slog of mishaps, and correcting those mishaps, and correcting those corrections. And this slog was twice as long and many times worse from my perspective, because in one iteration of these events, the hunters Jeremiah Hartley killed everyone but myself and my fellow Mikes. Energy had been draining out of the system for a while. This is why it has been so nice to be back at Over with Edgar. We ultimately decided not to make a new Overmike and Ovedgar for fear that we would have the same trouble keeping control of them. So we made the decision to move out of base and back into Over together. It sounds hokey, but the fresh air on my patrol route has really done me some good. I have been touching grass. And after I have touched grass, Edgar makes me clean under my fingernails. I'm getting back into shape, and I have plenty of alone time to think things through that no one can take away from me by giving me more work. In addition to more alone time, I have more opportunities to be alone with Edgar. I'm getting out and seeing people every day, and I'm rebuilding bridges that were starting to crumble. Charlie, Chance, Shadow. It's not all sunshine, though. There are murmurs about another bear stirring up trouble. That's no fun. I capitalized the word bear almost as though by instinct when I typed this up. I'm not sure what that says about me. Though coming back to Over allowed me to see the first bear in its new habitat for the first time, stuffed and mounted in the Over cafeteria. This new bear can join it for all I care. The downside to this fresh perspective, though, was that I had traded control of the other areas of my life. Base was operating without my input most of the time. I had become a warm body to send on field missions. I was even less involved in planning than I had been. Edgar was doing a better job than I was keeping clued in from the administrative side, and I was relying on him to let me know what was happening. I suppose that any time would have been a bad time to be out of the loop, but this time was particularly bad because right before I left I had blabbed to base about Sly. I didn't mean to and I feel terrible about it. I was walking a tightrope and I fell. 
there was no way to avoid talking about our adventure into the Flinchite compound and what Michael learned when he was inside. Ovedger was Mustard Seed, the central figure that Base had been working around the clock to uncover for weeks. And telling Base that we knew who Mustard Seed was required telling them about the rest of the mission and why Michael was there, and it was simply too complicated to lie about. So I told them. We gained this information by liberating Michael from the Flinchite compound after dozens of attempts. I managed to keep Sylvester August Baxter out of the conversation while recounting the mission. But the conversation kept going and the subject changed to things other than rescuing Michael. Because Michael and Mustard Seed were both in the compound at the same time, they spoke to each other and I mentioned this. And that is when I let slip that Mustard Seed knew who killed Elder Hunter, which then raised the question, who? At this point, I had two avenues open to me. I could either lie and risk embedding myself and the other mics deep into a falsehood that was bound to contradict itself later, or I could tell the truth and betray the trust of Sly and Michael. In the end, it was a pretty easy decision. The truth is easier, and I was also dying to know how Sly ended up in that position, but it is not a decision that I'm proud of. And I certainly wasn't proud about what Base had me do next with this new knowledge about Sly, which was to plant listening devices in his home while we were there to bring Michael out of retirement for the next Mike-centric mission, to hunt down all of the Mikes and Edgars that had escaped as a result of Mustard Seed iterating them continuously in his attempt to escape. Mike slipped a listening device into the living room and I made an excuse to go to the bathroom and planted one in Sly's bedroom on the way there. I noticed that Michael had moved his belongings into the master bedroom as well, but that isn't my business. I have mixed feelings about that. But more important than my mixed feelings, Bass is now spying on Sly, who likely doesn't know anything, since he's new to all of this and we have it on many separate good authorities that the death of Elder Hunter will occur years from now. Sly probably doesn't know anything useful, which makes me wonder if that's why we're really spying on Sly. But monitoring Sly wasn't the only situation getting out of my control while I was busy taking leisurely walks through over. Mike, as in Latvia Mike, was slowly deteriorating. Under Michael's direction, I had consolidated two iterations of Mike inside of the Flinchite compound with the calculator, because one of them had been shot and was bleeding to death. Mike seemed as though he was going to be alright while we were escaping, but the problems began to manifest not long after. It soon became obvious that he should not be left alone for long periods of time without being checked on, which meant that I had to split my time between Over and Latvia most days. Naturally, I accomplished this double life with time travel. This meant days lasting much in excess of 24 hours, and I could feel myself begin to deteriorate as well. Mike was not keeping it together. Fainting spells, collapsing, disorientation, coughing up blood. He was hiding most of his ailments from me, a behavior that I believe that he either learned from Michael or from a cat, but what little I was able to glimpse looked painful. Michael was adamant that the Flinchites could help him, but that didn't feel like a legitimate option, though Mike dying in slow motion in front of us wasn't a legitimate option either. All of these dilemmas and more hung thick in the air. Did Sly know anything about Elder Hunter? What do we do about that? Where are the other Mikes and Edgars? How many are there? 
What did Michael see that night when we tried to find them? Is Mike going to be okay? Should we take him to the Flinchites? What do we do about the Flinchite compound increasingly filling up with Mikes? What is going on inside of Over now that the technology has returned? What was Ty doing at Over before I started working here? And on top of all of this, Edgar and I were doing Over Mike and Mustard Seed's old job. Edgar still wanted to apply to Tier 2 positions just as we had instructed the Over team to do. So, I tried to clear my head and find some solace in the quiet of my patrol route. This is Wobegon. day, another patrol. It had been a couple weeks, but I was finally starting to get back into the swing of things. Michael was back on his feet and spending more time at the satellite base taking care of Mike. Together they were sifting through the coordinates that I had taken from Tier 2, hoping to use them as a roadmap to find the Mikes and Edgars. Meanwhile, we knew where Edman and M-Dog were, and I was just waiting to talk to them. But until we decided on a course of action, this downtime allowed me to stay home with Edgar most nights and to spend the night in one place instead of two. I was waiting on a status report from them, indicating that we were going hunting for bears and panthers, or that the data was insufficient and I would need to return to Tier 2. Either way, I was happy to wait to be a tiny little peon who was just doing his job, making sure that all of the blades of grass on my patrol route were in order. Which they weren't, by the way. They changed the day they mowed my route to Fridays, which is nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. I am furious about it. They can't just change it like that. What was wrong with Wednesdays? Nothing. And Overmike and Mustard Seed didn't even tell me. I proceeded on my route, ignoring that the grass length didn't correspond to what day it was like it used to back in my day, intent on doing the usual and not seeing anything. Which is why I originally found it more perturbing than anything else when I eventually did see something, and had no choice but to... do my job. The infraction was a spin on an old classic, a mysterious trip into a red flag cabin. If you'll remember, that was one of the first things that I did when I got to Over. Admittedly, I don't know everyone that has permission to go inside of a red flag cabin, but I knew that this person did not. Because this person's name was Chance. Well, no, not actually, that's not his real name. Though I have called him that to his face before, it was embarrassing. His name is Donder. Or Blurpo? Which one was which? Chris or Ryan? Chance is... Chris, right? I should write that down somewhere. 
While I was only 85% sure that Chance was Chris, I was 100% sure that Chance was not allowed into the Red Flag cabins, and that he hadn't recently got a promotion to a position that granted him access, because I had been quickly rekindling my friendship with Chance as a result of being back at Over. Our patrols weren't too far apart, and I saw him in the cafeteria every day, and we got to talking like we used to. Better than we used to, honestly. He and Shadow were usually pretty quiet and would get drowned out in conversations, but I made a point to become a better friend to him this time around. It turns out that Chance and Shadow are fun guys to be around. They're a lot more my speed than Charlie, Anne, or Marissa. They were quiet and calm, which went well with my new life at Over. <clears throat> and it, uh, didn't hurt that Chance was the liaison between the Hunters and Base meaning that getting on his good side meant better navigating that tension, which always felt like it could erupt at any moment. The Hunters trusted Chance because Chance was a good friend with a guy named Cole, who disappeared inside of Over under mysterious circumstances, presumed dead. This long-lost mutual friend was the skin of the teeth that essentially prevented the Hunters from killing all of us. Thank you, Cole. I never knew you. Chance and I bonded over what I like to call old man shit. Old movies, guitars, folk musicians, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young, to name a few. Chance and Shadow had applied for couples housing like Overmike and Mustard Seed had, so we were both on the waiting list. Chance told me that Over didn't really care about why two people wanted to live together, so they were spared the burden of explaining a queer platonic relationship to people that might not understand. It was rewarding to learn more about him and to share more about myself with him. Often I would catch him alone, either out on patrol or running errands, and it helped me see him as more than a member of a pair. Not just half of Chance and Shadow. Chance is Blorpo is Chris, by the way. I did have it written down somewhere. Though I did notice that both will look up if you say Chris or Ryan. They both seem pretty accustomed to answering to either. And you know that it wouldn't be a true Mikey Walters over friendship if I wasn't also considering the angle by which I might get something that I want. And before you say it, manipulate is such a mean-sounding word. I manipulated Edgar into a friendship, and look how that turned out. The love of my life. I wasn't manipulating Chance in order to speak through him to Innocent Hunter, it was just something that I wanted that I was able to get out of the friendship. Innocent Hunter came up naturally in our conversations, because he was a close friend of Chance's and a former close friend of mine. This mutual friendship allowed myself and Innocent Hunter to pass notes to each other through chance, without either side of the battle being ever the wiser. It benefited all three of us in the long run, and Chance was happy to be our liaison. To bring it back around, that is how I knew Chance did not have authorization to walk into a red flag cabin. That sort of access was generally reserved for Tier 2 and UP employees, with some exceptions. I knew that Chance did not fit those exceptions, and the Red Flag Cabin was on my route, not his. If we were going by the guidebook, he was trespassing and he had no business being in there. Even worse, he had committed a grave sin. He made me think about the guidebook and what steps a good employee would take. Technically, what a good employee would do regarding Red Flag Cabins was to call it in and have someone with authority check it out which I was obviously not going to do. 
I wasn't going to get Chance in trouble, but it was my duty to make sure that this didn't go unnoticed. By which I mean I was curious and I needed to know what he was doing in there. So I looked around to make sure that nobody saw me enter and followed him inside at a healthy distance. The door swung open silently. I looked into the cabin. Chance had his back to me and was rifling through some pages inside of a file cabinet. I watched him for a moment, in silence, taking it in. This was the same Chance that was so deliberate about keeping his head down and here he was, getting himself involved in who knows what, so enthralled by it that he forgot to pay enough attention to his surroundings. Something had changed about him, I could feel it. I should have suspected something when he became less suspicious around me. You really need a partner on these things, I said, breaking the silence. Someone might catch you. Chance jumped so high in response to being spotted that I thought that he might clip through the ceiling. A moment later, his gun was trained on me. Chance, relax, I said, trying to be deferential. I'm not here to get in your way. I saw a friend doing something curious, and I stop by to see what's going on. And maybe if I can help? I have some experience with this sort of thing. Don't tell Shadow, Chance said. He put his gun away. You're keeping this from Shadow? Why would you do that? I asked. Because I'm putting myself in danger and he would kill me if he knew that this is what I was doing, he said. What are you getting up to, exactly? I asked. It's what it looks like. I am looking for some files that I am not allowed to access, he said. I can see that, I said, gesturing towards the file cabinet. What kind of files? Employee files. This time of year is always the Tier 1 audit, which means that the Tier 1 employee information gets transferred to all of the different parts of OVER, Tier 2 and Tier 3 and so on. They do it through the red flag cabins. We aren't allowed to see them for obvious reasons. He turned his back to me and kept going through the files. Are you looking for your file? I asked. No, I'm squeaky clean. There's almost nothing in my file, he said. Shadow, then? I asked. Cole, Chance said. I'm looking for Cole's file. I'm looking to see if it says anything that they haven't said in public. So, whether he's alive or dead, I asked. I'm trying not to hope, Chance said. So I'm looking for how he died, if he was killed, who did it, that sort of thing. That's probably wise, I said. I can only think of one other person who went missing around here. That was Ty Betteridge, and we killed him. I stood there and watched Chance flip through the pages, looking for the right ones. I was keenly familiar with the sort of grieving that he was doing in that moment. An ugly, ignorant sort of grieving where the details promise some solace, if only they could be uncovered. But not only can they not usually be uncovered, if they are uncovered, they are not of the use that you thought that they would be. They are not justice and they are not closure, because there is no external justice and there is no external closure. Those externalities are not real, they are only internal. And once you fail to find them externally, you have to grapple with what is inside. I often find myself weak and unable to do so. 
I hoped that Chance was stronger than I was in that regard. The sound of rustling pages ceased while I was lost in this train of thought. Found it. We should get out of here, Chance said. Chance, would you... I trailed off. Base wouldn't ever give you an opportunity to correct whatever's in that file. It's not mission-related, and Base has enough problems without taking on extra objectives. But Base isn't everything. There's me and Mike and Michael. They have calculators. We could. If that's something you would be interested in. In exchange for some help. Spit it out, Chance said. Do you want to try to save him? I asked. I do, Chance said. More than anything, he furrowed his brow. We should leave. We took the employee file and left the cabin. The brain frog is canon now. This is not a drill. The brain frog is canon now. I repeat, Mikey has mentioned the brain frog. Breaking news. Michael and Mike have adopted the brain frog. They can't have a dog, but they can have a frog. I have been awake for a very long time today. 
That's stamps.com. Code program.